Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberbuck Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. <laughs> Still haven't updated it. Welcome to the show, Chumbas. This is the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots, and we're back today with a brand new episode for the beginning of February. It's February already. Crazy stuff, Captain Logan, my my co-host. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just finished WandaVision, so I'm still trying to process all that. Oh yeah. Oh that's, that's one Android. We're we're here. We're we're gonna be talking. Yeah, I, I know we could we could do a whole show probably on WandaVision. Are there is there a WandaVision podcast? Uh, Maybe we should start a WandaVision podcast. Ooh. Or like a Marvel TV I hadn't thought about series that, but podcast. There's, there's gotta be an MCU podcast somewhere, I'll, right? I'm the I am a huge idiot though, so I I don't know nearly as much as the actual fans of like comics and stuff mm-hmm. who are just like nit they're they're like grabbing every little tasty morsel of yeah. e- Easter egg that is that show. Yeah. And I'm just like, cool. I actually recognize that character because I saw an X-Men movie or uh like Scarlet <laughs> Witch like back in the day. <laughs> right. I remember right. the cartoon. Right, right. I watched the yeah. X-Men cartoon in the early nineties. I yeah, yes. no, I collect I yeah. collect the comics back in the day. Um, but, so I know some <laughs> stuff, but not nearly like some of my friends do. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, but have you read the Cyberpunk comics? Oh no, I haven't caught up on those yet either. You're, you're the one. You're the one plugged into that stuff. I need to buy the buy the rest of the uh, trauma <laughs> team stuff. Um, there's just too many things going on. But uh, welcome back. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Thank that you. we have so many things to enjoy. That, that is kind of a you know an embarrassment of riches, I guess you could say. So. This mm. uh, so so Thanatosed in chat says, uh, but is there an MCU lore cast with specifically that name? Probably not. Um, but I don't know that I'm where the people to host it because, like, like Logan was saying, we're, we don't have the deep the deep knowledge of the comics like some people do. Um, but I have some friends who might. Maybe I'll have to reach out to them. Some of them. I don't know. I can't do another show. I've got too many things going on already. But welcome back, everybody. So. Today, we're digging into uh, everybody's favorite buddy, Jackie Wells. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Jackie, uh, some of his background, kind of fleshing out some stuff in case you missed it while playing through Cyberpunk. And just in case you're worried about spoilers, Jackie's stuff, uh, let's just say it this way. We will not address anything past the uh, the intro screen. <laughs> no, I guess we will, because there's ending stuff we can talk about. We'll put that at the end. Um but almost all of this stuff happens in the first 68 hours of the game. So, uh, so there you go. If you, if you're worried about spoilers, um, but Jackie is a, is a beloved character. Would, would you say that that's accurate, Logan? 
I don't know anyone that doesn't like Jackie. I mean, he is kind of your compadre. You know, there's like that the the buddy cop movies, and you're except it's on the other side where I guess you're kind of the the thieves. You know, you're <laughs> the Thelma and Louise of cyberpunk, and you you know, I, I mean, you choose who you want to be. But yeah, Jackie Jackie is a great character. He's always positive. You only find out that you know he's he's had the same doubts about life. Um, until you know later on after after the heist but you know he's always the one that feels like regardless of what goes on you two can make your mark on night city Mm -hmm. and he's always he's always the one that's just like cool yeah whatever you say i trust you i i will help make sure that whatever you want to do that's that's what happens and that sense of confidence in a game um is so rare for me like how often do you get into a game and the first character that you're with is just like you're awesome we're awesome we're going to take on the whole world and i'm going to support you 100 of the way to make you feel good about anything that happens and he's right there with you the whole time and I, I just, I, I think I, you know, especially in a time right now where you don't get to go hang out with friends as much, you know, you get to see them, you know, like we do on, on calls and stuff like that, yeah. video chat. It's so refreshing to be in a game where you're, you're taking on a role and you're immersed in it. And your first, your first character not only is either, well, I guess it depends on what life path you take, but in, in, for example, like a street kid, you're you're running up against the competition and the competition recognizes game and then they're like bro you know we should just hang out because you're you're right there with me as far as cool level so let me meet you want to meet my mom let's go meet my mom (laughs) you want to meet my mom yeah he's uh he's endlessly optimistic and um for somebody with such a tragic upbringing that is an interesting trait um, and I think you're right because it does start the game off with a very optimistic bent. And then of course things fall apart, right? <laughs> like, like it, it gets you on yeah. that path of like, all right, we can take on anything. And then the game has a different story to tell. So why don't we dig into it? Because there, there's a lot to cover here. A little bit of his, of his background, the different ways that you come to meet him. Um, and then what kind of happens after... He passes away, which isn't a huge spoiler. I don't think that still happens happens in the beginning of the game. So let's get into it. So Jackie Wells, he was born in 2047, which means by 77, he's 30 years old. So he's no longer a kid, but he's not like a an established adult. He's someone who knows his way around. Uh, when he was a kid, his father would get drunk and beat him and his mother mercilessly with his belt. But when Jackie became strong enough, he returned the favor and hospitalized him, his father. His father left and was never seen again, but Jackie kept his father's belt and planned to use it if ever he returned. Now, pause there. Um, uh, I, I guess I probably should have warned at the beginning of this that there is some abuse stuff in here if that's a trigger for you, but um, I apologize. But, but with this character, I think that says a lot about who this character is and the, the requirements that Jackie has as somebody to stand up for themselves and to do the hard or the difficult or the violent thing when necessary to protect himself or a loved one. And that that's kind of his mantra, right? Like he loves his mom. I have a feeling when you grow up in a situation like that, oftentimes the father is also abusive to the, to the mother, not just the children, you know, like it's generally a, a drunken 
terrible kind of person. And Jackie probably saw himself yeah. as becoming the protector of his family in order to stand up against his dad. Um, so it goes on and says, and this all comes from the fandom site, the cyberpunk fandom site, uh, wiki. He grew up in the same, same streets as Misty and the two saw each other a lot, though they never got together back when they were kids. Jackie joined the Valentinos for a time until a near fatal accident or incident convinced him to leave the gang for the sake of his mother when he was 19. Again, doing making decisions for the sake of his family but he stayed on good terms with the valentinos and padre who we know is their fixer in 2076 jackie began dating misty jackie's mother disapproved of misty and preferred his ex-girlfriend camilla or camilla i don't know how you pronounce that but jackie continued to see misty and even attempted to understand her spiritualism by making a mandala so if you if you know misty at all you know that she's into uh you know tarot card readings and all sorts of spiritualist concepts and things crystals crystals yeah curse you mercury <laughs> yeah i have a, i have a friend who's who's into crystals and and uh, astrology and tarot and stuff like that so I'm, I'm constantly hearing hearing about these kind of things and thinking like oh yeah it's like misty it's totally about being guided by the by by the, the planetary rotations of things and i'm like right i don't i don't focus enough on that but yeah yeah it's, i'm, it's I'm really pretty hard skeptic so see. that stuff to me at this point in my life is, is kind of you know comedic i'm like oh that's cute but okay yeah like yeah let's not let's talk about real things maybe um but some people really believe in that yeah. stuff and that that's real to them so um who am i to judge but uh, it's interesting I, here because he does kind of wrap his life around hers in order to become, uh, again, to take somebody who he has feelings for and kind of put them first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seem, seems to be kind of the pattern here. It's you know what's interesting about Jackie is I think the thing that really is interesting about him and Misty is Misty like Jackie's optimistic, but he feels very uncertain about his uh future and i think misty being so tied to you know giving palm readings and tarot card readings and and having this this desire to predict how things are going to go um was always kind of like having an inside man on betting for horses and stuff you know uh -huh. like if you if you have someone who knows like oh well this horse is is in good shape and the the jockey's light so that they, they got a good chance you know they got a good a good chance of of winning the derby this time it's like uh misty is kind of the person who's you know looking at her cards as a way to try and help Jackie know if he's going to do well on a job. And the optimist that he is wants to believe anything that she says is going to work out because, you know, why else would the cards be, you know, why would she, why would she dedicate, dedicate herself so much if she didn't believe it? And he wants to believe her that he believes it enough as well. And I think that was, that's kind of like, uh, kind of like when you have someone who's enabling a bad habit. Um, mm. but in this case, it's him, him picking up gigs to, 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 you know, do it and him being optimistic about it, but her being like, all right, well, let's take a look and see how this is going to play out. Mm -hmm. mm. And I don't think he ever got that. So I think when he sees you, I, I'm actually kind of curious if you think that 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 there was a story to be told between like what misty said like hey you might you're going to come across someone who's going to change your life uh for the better for a time and then he sees you and he's like you maybe uh, yeah and then just kind of latches on 
Yeah, because at least in a couple like hats. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, part of this is living the life through the perspective of the character and pretending the character is real, right? And then the other part of this is uh, looking at this as a story, as a story writer, right? So, um, yeah, I think I think it works for both reasons. You could be that character and go, okay, here's something that Misty said. I want to believe that this is real. And now here's something to back that up, which happens a lot with these kinds of things, is that you're told something and then you make it come true because you believe it's going to be true. So therefore you act on it and, and make it true. Um, so that could very well be a thing. But also from a literary standpoint, it's kind of a foreshadowing. It's a, and it's a tragic foreshadowing, right? Like this is going to change your life, but not the way you expected. Um, and that's a, a very common trope in, in writing is to post, post some sort of, you know, prediction on the future that, is vague enough that comes out in a way that the characters didn't expect it to. And then of course that becomes a twist for the reader as well. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You see it a lot in, in movies and stuff as well too. I'd love to see that in the game though. I feel like that that's one of the things that I think with the, with the game itself and I, and it's so hard to justify spending time with tertiary characters um, in a, in, in a video game where people want to, you know, they want to play their own story out. But I think this is one of those instances where I would have loved to have spent more time with Jackie and with Misty and Victor mm -hmm. and gotten to know them like that. Like I feel kind of cheated by that montage that we got. Cause it was like, there was a cool, cool couple few months there that they had fun doing stuff. And I'm like, do you know, I know this, the, the main story is only, if, you know, a good 30 hours or 40 hours long, but I really wish that we had gotten an opportunity to play through some of that montage and actually experience it. And they'd crafted those narratives, uh, to, you know, like go to, go to the, um, go to the, oh, I just blinked on what it was called. Uh, the place where they went and they stole that briefcase from the dude who was in the BD and mm -hmm. they punched him in the face after they paid off the, uh, the Mox girl. And then they took the, they took the briefcase to, uh, El Padre. Uh, and, and, you know, they had to go chasing after a couple like, I would have loved to have gone and done some of that, which, jackie and you get some of that with river but jackie is like your first introduction i really wish that they had spent more time developing out some of that montage as opposed to just you know rendering it in engine and giving it as something like for us to get in a sense of what their relationship is uh in in the game before we have like the heist uh portion yeah yeah I, i'm sure it was a decision at some point to to I don't know. I don't know if it was a decision to keep it short in order to make the majority of the focus of the game on the other stuff in order to get you into the rest of the game earlier, or if it was a decision to keep it short because development kept on taking longer than they expected. I, I don't know. Um, had yeah. the game been split a little bit more half and half, like if that entire first chapter of the game was a good 50% of the things you do in the game and then the rest of it happened... Uh, it would have felt like the rest of the, the game was a very different story compared to the beginning, but it also would have made it more tragic when things don't go your way. Um, cause you would have, have yeah. spent that time with Jackie going through all of that. So, yeah. Um, but there's 100%. always a chance that like a DLC comes in and it's like, you know, like V and Jackie's adventures and you get to, you know, live out that part of, of your life a little bit more. Yeah. 
So how did you feel about uh, the, the, the perceived relationship between Jackie's mother and Misty? Um, I, I always wonder if it, what the reasoning behind that is like, obviously at least in my my relationships, my mother has never approved of any of the women I've ever dated, including my wife. <laughs> oh so no! I oh no! When I when I found out about this, I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I understand that, yeah. <laughs> I, and that's when I was like, whatever Misty wants, Misty gets. Nobody puts Misty in a corner. <laughs> I am not going to stand for, for. I love Mama Wells, but uh-huh. she she does not. She is in the wrong in this one. Misty deserves as much respect and, and spending time with Jackie as, as she wants. Yeah. And I, I was, I was yeah frustrated personally because of that, because of that. <laughs> I, I live in a, uh, the opposite situation you have. I, I think my mom went through that whole feeling, never, never really appreciated by her mother-in-law thing. So she has, didn't do that to my significant mm-hmm. others. Uh, and I've been married twice. Like I went through a divorce and everything. And she was still very careful about how she talked about my ex-wife and things in order to try not to, you know, ruffle any feathers or, you know, influence yeah. things. Um, so she's been very, you know, and she loves my current wife. I mean, we all get along great. So, boy, so I've had, that would have been nice. Yeah. I've had a great <laughs> situation in that, but I totally get it. Like I, I totally like, uh, in tight knit families like that and, um, certain cultures that's, it's, you know, like if, okay, so let's talk a little bit about it. His siblings, he mentions at one point that he's the last of his siblings to either be alive or not in prison. You remember this? I don't remember yeah. the statement. I tried looking for it. I couldn't find it. Um, so he's yeah. the last, basically the last of his mother's kids who's still there. And she might see him being in a committed relationship with someone else as a potentially losing him. Um, so that might be something that's adding to that friction. So let's talk a little bit about the ways that you come across Jackie and the different, the different, uh, you know, uh, life paths. Okay. So, Nomad, uh, Jackie meets V while they're on a smuggling job in the Badlands in Night City. Um, this is where you're you're getting the uh, uh, the lizard. What is that? The uh, what's it called? Uh, chameleon. Iguana. Is iguana? Yeah. Is it chameleon or an iguana? Yeah, it's it a, was a big, a freaking big iguana. Iguana, and yeah, and it looks awesome. The way it's rendered in the game looks so good. Um, I took some shots yeah. later on when you when you get to be up close with it um, in the penthouse. Uh, so you and in that that intro is probably the one that you don't feel like you kind of just are doing a job together and then all of a sudden you're in lots of danger and it's like you just got to be you just got to be buddies and get through it and so that one is probably the one where it feels the most forced because you don't have as much in common um as a street kid you meet v while attempting to steal a luxury car and in that one like you were talking about you yeah. both kind of have this like we both grew up on the streets mute you know respect among thieves kind of thing happen. And even in that situation, when he tries to, when he holds the gun at you, he's basically like, listen, let's just do this the easy way. Don't make, like he's basically, he doesn't say it, but he's basically like, just don't, don't make me shoot you. Come on. <laughs> you know, he's, he's like, he's, he's even a nice guy about yeah. it when he has to be tough, you know? And then as a corpo, Jackie is a longtime friend and confidant of V helping you out whenever possible so there's that feeling of like maybe you grew up but somehow you took the corpo route and he didn't i don't know they don't really flesh that out too much see that that's that that right there like you you talked about how the nomad felt like it was the most forced i felt like the corpo was the more most forced because at least with the nomad when i when i was playing through it the the sense that i got 
and it was weird because the 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 shell or the place that you end up at the end of that session, uh, I found that place in the middle of the uh, solar farms or whatever those farms are over by um, mm-hmm. uh, oh biotech and i was like what the heck is this doing out here this is such a weird building that is completely uninhabited and then when i went through the nomad playthrough i found out that that's where you go when you find out what's in the box um with the iguana and i was like oh it all makes sense now but when i got done with that i was like we're kind of stuck together like we got to find a buyer for this iguana. He's going to give me half of the the cred, the eddies for it, which is cool because I'm stuck in Night City now. So mm. I got to have some money. And he's and he kind of feels bad for you because he's like, you know, you, you did him a solid. He's going to get money for this. And you're now stuck in Night City. He's like, you know what? We're both thieves. Uh, let me set you up for a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some ropes and you're stuck in night city. You might as well make the best of it with the corpo. It felt so weird where you just show up and he's like, Oh, Hey, it's my corpo buddy who went and made it big in the corpo world. Mm -hmm. Real good of you. And then you lose everything. And he's like, kind of saw that coming. And it it just doesn't feel as natural to me as two thieves with the street kid and the nomad coming together at the right time and and making a partnership out of it. It felt more like you're getting kicked down from among high and you have to hang around with your with your old high school buddy. And, you know, he's got like the worst life ever. And you're sitting there with your with your really nice wristwatch and clothing and you just lost your job. And he's like, well, I mean, if you got to slum it. Sure. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I see what you're saying there. I I don't know. I that's, feel like that's, that's my perspective. I feel like that's a thing though, because oftentimes um, when we're in high school or like growing up, you don't see how your paths are going to go, um, and then mm. you end up in a career path. You know, like one person decides to go to college, and another person doesn't. And you were good friends in high school, but all of a sudden now your lives are very different because you went these different paths. Um, you know, I I have uh, friends that took different paths, you know, even friends that I, you know, it's not an intelligence thing. It's just a, it's a, this is just the thing you decide to go do. You know, like I have friends who, when I knew them before they were in a career, I thought of them as you know highly intelligent, capable people who very well could go on to do anything they want. And then, you know, there's a friend in, in particular I'm thinking of who decided to go into construction that's just what he wanted to do. Yeah. You know, and you don't need an advanced degree to get into construction. That's something that you could, you know, get a high school diploma and go do. And in fact, I have two friends who, who went into different kinds of construction. And one of them I met in college. And that was just the way he wanted to go. And he, he became a foreman and kind of went, you know, the, the higher paid, you know, more responsibility managerial kind of route in that. But that was just the career path that they they were drawn to. And that's just what they went and did. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of saw it as a, like, this is you and him. And V decided to take the, you know, he took the business classes and went the corpo route. And, you know, Jackie didn't because of the difficulties with his family and just had to make ends meet. And a few years later, now you're just in different places. And, you know, Mm. maybe you both didn't start with a whole lot, but now you've kind of made something of yourself. And he's going, well, you know, (laughs) surprise, they're going to backstab you. That's what's going to happen. And even though you're a corpo, you're still kind of a thief anyway, because everybody's stealing and backstabbing yeah. each other anyway. So it's not like, it's almost like none of these are not thieves. So that was my kind of perspective on it. That helps me a lot, actually, because I always rubbed up against the, the corpo 
starting point. Mm -hmm. And after hearing your perspective on it, it definitely humanizes yeah. what happens a lot better than how I felt that was translated in the game. It didn't, right. that did not come, come across well enough for me to feel connected the way I should with Jackie in those beginning, beginning moments mm -hmm. when you get done being a corpo and you get back to, to being just a normal a merc. And uh, the problem is we don't but, see anything over there like beginning to know that, you know, like to know like, well, how close were they yeah. six years ago or yeah. something? Like we don't, we don't know. Spend more time with Jackie. That's the answer. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so the, the other thing I noticed that I thought was really interesting about Jackie's personality, you know, the, the point at which you're driving through the city, he's kind of taking you through the city and you're getting a little tour of things. And then you need to get out of the city before they shut the bridges down and you stop on the way out. Right. And the police officer yeah. comes up and, and yeah. you're like, well, just sweet talker. <laughs> you know, you're just like, he's, yeah. and he's just like, ma'am, am I glad to see you? And she's like, well, me, what's special about me? He's like, because, well, I think you're going to understand why I need to get home. I need to go see my, it was my lady or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's so great how he plays into the I am just a, a horrible, horrible boyfriend. I'm a horrible I'm just boyfriend. Trying to, just trying to make trying to make right by my girl. My girl. And, yeah, he calls her my girl. <laughs> and what's so awesome about that scene is that I think he's genuinely authentic. It isn't the only mm -hmm. reason he's trying to get out of the city, but it's one of them. And he needs to make sure he gets back so that she doesn't worry about him. And in that moment, I think yeah, he's, it, I think it comes across as he's telling her the truth. Like he's like, he's legitimately opening up because he's just kind of a sweetie pie, you know, like it's kind of, it's a big teddy bear kind mm -hmm. of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that that was a really funny moment because it, it felt like one of those excuses you use when it, it's like that situation has happened to him, but it wasn't happening to him right then, mm -hmm. but it was a, a true enough story where he's like, I could totally use this story to get by right now. And sure, this might have happened like six months ago, and I'd pulled the same thing on another cop. But that time it was true, and it worked. So probably this time it'll work. <laughs> yeah, and it does. Yeah, maybe so. so that's that's how I that's how I kind of uh, saw it. Is is one of those lies that you tell that was really from a something that happened, just not. You know, like, yeah, I, I can't come into work today. I got a flat tire. <laughs> I didn't have a flat tire this time. I actually had a flat tire last time. I just still made it to work on time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I'm going to use that excuse since I didn't use it before. So it's legitimate, but just the timing is different. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, get, I, get, I can that see that too. My, my perspective. But it, he is such a, it was so great to listen to him just kind of be like, oh, hi there, officer. How are you doing? I, uh, I am having such a, a hard time. You don't understand. I have to get back to my girl because she's mm -hmm. going to be worried sick if I don't. And it was so, the, the tone changed from, you're like, we just murdered a whole bunch of scabs. <laughs> right. Who are you? Right. Right. But I feel like that's legitimately who he is. The, yeah. the badass got to kick people's butt part of him is who he's had to mm. be. That is the mask he puts on in order to yeah. survive in the world and do what he needs to do. But really, he's just kind of a big soft teddy bear. Um, and if he didn't have to do those things, he would be totally fine with that. He'd be totally fine just being a big soft teddy bear. He just yeah. only the only way out he sees is through 
criminal activity because he's stuck in a world that just isn't treating anybody fair and is taking everything that he has. Um, which is kind of an interesting commentary on the world as it is already, you know, like so many people start in such a deficit with the world taking so much from them, difficult family situations, difficult times, you know, in getting the right kind of schooling, the right kinds of friends feeling like they have no real options. And so they're, they're desperate and that's why they end up in gangs and with drugs and, and those kinds of things. Um, and Jackie's no different. Like he, he grew up in a world that, basically said everyone gets screwed and you're just gonna have to screw everyone back in order to get anywhere yeah and he has to do that through the valentinos even if even though he doesn't really want to and it was so it was really interesting and and as you were kind of describing it i I was thinking about it and i was like river is in the same boat but he's on the other side of it where he's actually a cop, but he's a big teddy bear as well. Mm. And if he didn't have to go out and, and uh, break up drug rings and, and stolen tech and, you know, try and hunt down, you know, psychopaths and stuff, he would totally be at home hanging out with his uh, family and, or, or the, you know, his, his uh, sister and, and whatnot, and just right. barbecuing all the right. time. It's like, there's there's so many so many instances well not so many instances there's enough instances in this in this game where you meet characters who deep down really just want to have that that loving life yes where they don't have to stress out about and I think that's very how human. much night city is bringing them down it yeah. is yeah. extremely yeah extremely well written in that instance it is very human but yeah and i and i love I love that moment where where Jackie kind of opens up and you get a you get a hint of it when everything up until that point has been nothing but business and mm-hmm. you, you see that that little bit aside and I think that's when that's where where you really start to kind of feel for Jackie because he speaks he speaks personally about what he wants that doesn't entail business and that's when you really start to kind of connect with him in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to the the heist stuff, and then he even opens up a little bit more during that section because when you're on your way in, he's like trying to role play the part of a corpo who's like showing up for a beating and talking about, well, this place isn't as fancy as that other place we've been to, you know. And then, and then Bugs yeah. like Jackie, stop it, and he's like, what? I'm playing my part, you know. And, <laughs> and then, but like he's just a big goof, like he's he's a big goof. And the other thing that I really like about the that is that it's a juxtaposition with the way he looks his face is very soft featured you notice like when you look at his face mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a big kid but he's exactly that he's a big kid his character model i don't know if yeah. they use his character his body's model anywhere else in the game on any other characters i don't think they do i think it's very particular to no. him specific but he's a very barrel chested tall guy uh, you know you like he wears jackets and stuff all the time but you know there's muscles underneath there dude you know like he's a he's a tough big dude because he's biologically just kind of that shape of a guy right but he's also just like a soft bear of a of a person so that's i don't know that juxtaposition of like yeah. just kind of goofy soft person who has to be tough in order to do what he needs to do is i don't know it's so real yeah and and it fits in with the with the aesthetic 
uh, of his family, you know, like his mom is smaller and petite, mm -hmm. but of, uh, you know, of course he is like this huge, huge dude. And you're like, how did she yeah, have right, right. Him, him? Like, what does his dad look like in this sense? If he's as big as he is and his dad was abusive, like his mom must have been something amazing to survive all of that. <laughs> right. So it, 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 you're, you're hundred percent right with, um, with his with his look like it is clear and it's such a, a God, i wish you could get more shots this is the one instance where i wish it was uh, third person most of the time because i would love to see the petite body of v female v mm -hmm. uh next to the the big the big barrel chested uh um jackie in this instance because it, it's so funny to to think of like how big he is compared to how small v is and just be like looking up at this big brother style and just really getting a sense of of you know he's the big soft teddy bear i'm the one you gotta worry about. it's such right. a yeah. like a twins like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> kind of thing it's so funny yeah no i felt i totally felt that way because when i did my uh female v playthrough I played as as like a tough, no nonsense woman who just like would rush in and punch everyone in the face and chop them up with her sword. Right. And so I answered questions in that way, too. Like she was just a badass. She didn't take anything from anyone. So especially through the portions with Jackie, like she's sometimes I was just mean to him. Like the scene where he's like, yeah, I mm -hmm. look pretty good in a suit if I don't say myself. Like I was like, yeah, it looks like we dressed up a bulldog, you know, like like I was just smarmy <laughs> with him the whole time. And he was like, oh, come on, V. Like, and he's like, but it was like, but you're right. It was like this little like chihuahua with a big old bulldog, bulldog being like, <laughs> and the bulldog was like, rawr, yeah. rawr, rawr, okay. You know, it was, you know, I so good. I just had this, I had this, uh, thought and, and I, I think I understand now why, um, Jackie's mom has such a problem with Misty because she's not a Valentino and Misty is a very calm natured person. Mm. She's not like tough as nails. And I think, I think Jackie's mom, uh, Mama Wells, wants someone that's going to be tough to take care of Jackie to, to be like, Jackie, you're just a big boy. You're just a big child. Like, you need someone who's strong, who's going to uh, keep you in line if I'm not around. And Misty... <laughs> Misty is guiding, but she is not the authoritative no. uh, one in, in that relationship. And I think that might be why Mama Wells is 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 looking to the to his past girlfriend, because I, I was pretty sure and I can't remember offhand, but I'm pretty sure she was a Valentino. Uh, and maybe that was why she liked Camilla better than Misty. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Am I? Am I? Do you? Does that kind of track? Is, is yeah, that could make sense. That like, could make sense. Um, oftentimes, sense? people like we're we're mm, psychologically we we find things in other people that we like or aspire to in ourselves, and those are the things that we want mm. uh, or we want. Like we see those as good, or we see the things in ourselves we don't like, and we see them in other people, and we see them as bad. Um, so that might be something that she as, as his mother feels is necessary to being a strong woman. And it's something that Misty doesn't have. So therefore he's not, the, she's yeah. not the right girl for him. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see yeah. that as a justification. Sure. Um, we'll tell you what, I think we're at the middle of the show. Let's, uh, let's do the middle of the show real quick. And then we will come back yeah. and talk about the different endings for Jackie and how things can play out. So, uh, here we go. Let's do it. Hey, patrons. 
All right. This is the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons for all of their support and helping us to do this every week. Thank you, guys. And um, especially thank you to our upgraded patrons who get to join us at the end of every month in order to talk more cyberpunk. I'm excited to do that again. We had a lot of fun uh, just, what was it, a week ago even? It was only a week ago. Uh, we did it, and we get to do that again in a few more weeks. So if you're interested in supporting the show, check out patreon.com slash cyberpunklorecast. You can sign up for a very small amount of money in order to get ad-free episodes, extended episodes, early episodes, all that stuff. And if you decide to upgrade, you can join us at the end of the month. So thanks again to everyone who helps us out. We really, really appreciate it. All right, let's get to more Jackie stuff. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. So as we know, and this might be spoilers to you guys, so if you, if you don't know how things end up during the heist, the big heist scene, then you may want to skip the rest of the episode. So that said, we do know that the the heist goes south. They're going to steal the uh, the chip, and they basically get caught. Oh, in fact, you know, terrible things happen. An assassination happens. Everybody tries to kill them as they're trying to leave the place, and Jackie gets damaged. Now, before he gets, I guess we should say, mortally wounded. Uh, before that happens. One of the things that I think is really noticeable or notable about this is the fact that he first uses the chip. He puts it in himself to keep it safe so that you don't have to. And I think I feel like this is another one of those selfless moments for him. Like yeah. he, he doesn't want you he's, to take on that burden. Yeah, he's totally falling on the sword. He knows it's damaged. He knows that there's a risk and he's he's willing to put himself and ahead of you and he makes it he makes you feel like you're the chosen one he makes you feel like mm -hmm. you are the one that is going to pull the sword from the stone and you know be the be the the hero or the heroine in this instance and it's so oh dude when he did that it was so painful to watch i had such a hard time watching him do that because i knew what was going to happen oh yeah and i was like no yeah. No, don't, yeah. please, just hang out with me. Just stay here, buddy. Don't put that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we <sighs> knew enough I the first playthrough to know that, like, that's not a good choice. This is going to not go well. Um, so, yeah. inevitably... I, I cut you off. Oh, no, that's, that's fine. I jump on top of you all the time, so I, I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just both so excited to talk about these things. Can you tell? I do. Um, <laughs> so good. Uh, so, inevitably, Jackie doesn't make it. Um, and there's a few different ways this can play out. If, if you haven't played through multiple playthroughs and made different choices on this, you may want to try them out, see how they go. So if V is sent, if V sent Jackie's body home later, Guadalupe Wells calls V and mentions his family and friends were conducting a traditional ofrenda to mourn his loss. 
Uh, guests at this include Victor, uh, Victor Vector, which is, of course, a wonderful name. Padre. Padre him. shows up. I love it. <laughs> Some Valentina show up to show their respects. And Misty, if V insists that she attend in spite of Jackie's mother's opinion. V can choose to speak at the ofrenda. When the ceremony concludes, Jackie's mother presents V with the key to Jackie's beloved arch motorcycle as a parting gift. After the heist, you can find Jackie interred in the columbarium. That's an interesting word in the South Park of North Oak. The epitaph on the tomb on the tomb reads, "Good night, sweet prince." So, if the body was delivered to Victor, which is the the one I chose first. <laughs> Sorry, that just that just as soon as you said that, Good I was night, like, prince. "Oh God, that hit, it hit me." <laughs> so, the whole moment when I saw that for the first time. Yeah. So, if the body is delivered to Victor, it was it, it is then intercepted by Arasaka. This is the one I thought was best to like fix him up a little bit before showing him to the family. But no, of course, that's not the right choice, or at least it, it ends up this way. Uh, Takamira revealed later to V that Arasaka used Soul Killer to find out more about the heist. They basically rip his memories out of his dead body. Few engrams are met to learn uh, more about the relic's true nature. However, when Jackie's engram appears to V in Mikoshi, they admit that it's nothing but data pretending to be human. We talked about this on a previous episode. You get to like interact with him, but really you're just interacting with echoes of things he said in the past that are just represented by an image of his body. So if V accepts Johnny's mission, yeah. V will free Jackie's engram and let it fuse with the image of Alt Cunningham to become an even more powerful AI, which is interesting. I didn't play through that one, but you're making a face. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see the difference in in the Mikoshi versus Alt Cunningham at that point because Alt isn't even Alt. It's not even like a, a human version mm-hmm. of Alt anymore. It's just a just an AI at that point. So it's crazy you know, AI is doing crazy I, things. <laughs> yeah. So it's just I don't know, man. The, the, the whole that whole premise of Jackie just being memories and getting getting being like a, a phantom of himself. Uh, it's just it, it, the whole concept just haunts me. The idea it's like if I had a loved one and someone told me that I could speak to them, and I go and I speak to them, and I find out that it's not actually them. It's just like these these memories that they had, mm-hmm. and it's not actually me getting to communicate with them it's just it felt it feels so hollow when i when i hear this i'm like oh i don't want to play through that like i don't think i'll ever send his body to to victor in this instance like the ofrenda was such a such a much better experience for me like i i had i i God. i totally oh, didn't expect that me. that that wouldn't happen like i thought why send True. his like damaged yeah. body to his mother who would freak out why not send it to victor who at least could patch him up a little bit make him more presentable to then deliver to the mother um so that was my intention all along was eventually let's get let's get him back to his family but let's let's at least present it in a little bit more i don't know right yeah a little bit a little bit less traumatic way uh for his poor mother yeah um so that was my perspective but of course that doesn't work out that way so after all of this happens you have the opportunity to call his phone and leave kind of a final message for him and this can play out a few different ways you can you choose the a few different options here you can choose the i talked to misty option which uh in this one um v discusses how they and misty went to jackie's garage and saw his attempt at making a mandala v calls it a piece of shit 
but acknowledges that Misty appreciates it. V also says nice work to their lost friend. The effort that Jackie put into making a mandala is exceptionally sweet of him as his partner Misty is a spiritual person. And this is part of what you were talking about before. He was trying to make the effort and clumsily put a mandala together, right? So that one's kind of touching. Um, you could tell him that you went to his funeral. If you choose to send Jackie's body to his family, you can attend his funeral. You see his friends and family making speeches for Jackie about how tenacious, tenacious and high-spirited he was. V explains that Mama Wells was tough, even though her heart is broken. He also goes into how, or he or she, depending on your version of V, how Kampa Orta showed their respect and that at the funeral, there was a lot of warmth to the guy. V says, wish you could have seen it, Jack. I'm sure you would have liked it. Or you can say, you'll never guess what happened. In that call, um, we get a glimpse of how V is thinking. Through the span of a single day, they went through a lot, losing their best friend, getting a hit on them from Dexter to Sean, dying, coming back with a bug in their brain in the form of Johnny Silverhand. It's a lot to take in, and V describes it as a goddamn movie plot to Jackie. V tells him to hang tough and wonders where he is right now in the afterlife. Funnily enough, V mentions that Silverhand and Wells would never get along. The last line is quite ironic as V says that Jackie could smell bullshit a mile off. If he knew what would happen, Jackie would have never been as enthusiastic about joining Dexter. The other option, the final option here, is you can just say, no, this is stupid when trying to leave a message, and you basically stop the call. And um, it, it says here, as this option points out, V stops the call and says that messaging their passing away friend is stupid. V hangs up, sounds beat up about the situation. They will never hear from Jackie ever again. And that fact probably dawns on V during this exact moment. So they're just a little bit more, I don't know, realistic about like, why would I leave a message on a, my dead friend's phone? This isn't really going to do anything. Yeah. Um, so, which all seem like very realistic options. You know, it all just depends on how you play it out. Yeah. The, it's so interesting if anyone has played through this and they haven't sent the body to mama wells uh i would really encourage you because a lot of his life is told in in the events that lead up to the ofrenda and and the actual uh speech that happens because you're you're you head over to um uh the well, i can't remember what the name of the the bar is i want to say ugly coyote but i can't it's it's escaping me at the moment but you get the opportunity to go through his garage uh jackie's garage with misty and it's that point that she starts kind of explaining like just how much their relationship was and how much their how much story there was to his life and it was only during that moment where i'm like man he has had such an interesting life and you're only finding out because he's dead. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. Like these are all stories. These are all moments that I would have loved to live through, to be a part of, you know, him having the belt from his father in case, you know, in case he ever came back or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, or Misty finding the, the things that he did that were totally secret to her that he did to try and make that connection with her. And 
it, like when you're going through there, you're just like, this is the bottle of uh, alcohol that he picked up that he saved forever because it meant something to him. And you get to pick like what offering you you use uh, at the ofrenda um, when you give your speech and you offer it to the altar and then you, you say a few words and whatnot. And watching everyone do that, it was like, he had a life, you know, it's, it's that, it's that fight club. Uh, his <laughs> name was Robert Paulson moment. And, and you just, you, you take a moment to recognize the loss and the, 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 the life that was lived there. And uh, I, I hope everyone listening goes through that path for a moment because it's such, such a, an integral part into why, I love Jackie so much and why I, 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 I'm hesitant to say it, but I feel slighted that he, he was lost so early on in the game. And I mean, I'm talking like six, eight hours into the game, but come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me have this life with him. Uh, and I didn't get it, but I don't know, man, that was, that's, that's the one point I think I really mm. have to stress out uh, so far that we've talked about. Yeah. I have to wonder what it would have been like to have, uh, a V with Johnny Silverhand stuck in your head and Jackie there at the same time. Yeah. As like a counterpoint to Johnny. I have a feeling most of the time they wouldn't get along. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that would be really cool to have him as an anchor point for your sanity too. Like you could experiment with you becoming more like Johnny more and more and Jackie constantly on the other side of it being like kind of how victor is at the end where he's like look you need to you need to shit or get off the pot here are you gonna you yeah. gonna take care of this thing or are you gonna off yourself and and ruin everyone else's life and having jackie for some of that would have been really nice to be like you're you're we got to do something about this because you're not talking the way you you were talking before what's right. going on right and yeah a that, moment that where could have totally actually, been a thing yeah um yeah, interesting points. I'd love to hear what people think about this. Uh, obviously, most of us love Jackie. Like he's he's such a good character. Um, in fact, it would be really cool to play as him in a DLC during his time with the Valentinos. Oh, that would be really that'd be fun. That'd be a really fun adventure as well. Um, and I'm sure tragic. I'm sure there are situations where he loses, or you know, his siblings get arrested, or whatever, whatever happens, or or having to confront his father. You know, like that kind of stuff. To have played through that would give us an even better view of jackie's life did did you ever play through um the call of duty that was before uh cold war i'm trying to think which one it was um advanced but Warfare? there is oh gosh uh mm-hmm. call of duty there's so many of Warfare, them i think was there's black, so many of them it now. wasn't black house yeah i played uh, modern warfare it's, it's i played the, the, that, the new modern warfare i played okay that's it that's it. Did you yeah. do you remember the part where he played as a kid out in the Middle East? Yes, yes. And you had to sneak around, and the guys trying to catch you, and you're like sneaking around the rooms. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have a version of Cyberpunk where you play as Jackie, but you have to go through those moments of dealing with your father as a kid. Yeah, and having to feel that fear and rage 
as a child, like I felt when I was playing that and you know, like your family is gone and there's a man in the house, in your house hunting you down and all you have are like scissors. Right. And you have to get out alive. Like that was such an intense, it was a, it was a really tough moment for me to even like physically get through just like dealing with anxiety and stuff. But having that in, in a Jackie Wells moment where you get to spend time with your brothers or your family and your mother and have to deal with your dad as like a little Jackie, like I would love like, even if it was like a side part of the game, like its own, its own version of the game, just a small bit, uh, to, to work through what it was like to go through his life Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would, that would be very emotionally interesting, especially because we already have feelings for the character. Um, and to, to make those decisions yourself and get through them would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I wonder, definitely. I wonder if this is one of the things I'm, I'm sure they've thought about lots of different options for this stuff. I, you know, who knows what we'll get, but maybe, maybe we're yeah. predicting the future here. I don't know. Um, so you have on our uh, little note sheet here, something about the, the voice actor. Want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, we, we've talked a lot about our love for Jackie and I think one of the things that really, really is done well in cyberpunk are, is the voice casting for this. Whoever casted the voice just absolutely nailed the characters. I don't think any of the characters that I've, I've played with the main characters for the story plots have been people that I didn't feel or didn't feel like nailed the, the essence of what they were going for when they were, when they were reading a line. So I wanted to call out Jackie's voice actor who's uh, in, in the English version, which is the only one that I'm familiar with. His name is Jason Hightower. And he's he's a prominent voice actor. The funny thing that I thought was that the the show that he is uh, currently working on is a is a cartoon called Victor and Valentino. And <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up that in cyberpunk, you have Victor Vector yeah. and you have the Valentinos, but it just, it cracked me up that Jackie Wells, a Valentino who's friends with Victor is, <laughs> is in a show called Victor and Valentino. Um, but if you guys get a chance, uh, go check that out. He was also, uh, the uh, auctioneer in ref, uh, Ralph breaks the internet, which I absolutely love. And he's also in star Wars resistance, um, show as well too. So he's out there, but, uh, I just, I had to, I had to kind of bring his name, Jason Hightower's name up because he nailed it for me. And I just absolutely love his voice, his, his cadence and speech, you know, his, his, his emphasis on certain things and it's just a, such a good character that you know that's brought to life because of this person and i had to and in the writing technically but uh them <laughs> and the writers just really really nailed it yeah we, we like to call out people when we when we can put names to some of the things that we know they did in the game uh he also did uh, a character in rage 2 uh from bethesda if you played that some voices in final fantasy 15 uh fallout 76 he does some miscellaneous voices red dead redemption 2 uh local pedestrian population kind of miscellaneous people so he's shown up in a lot of different games but i think this is one of like a lot of these are just kind of periphery characters this is one of the 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 big casts castings that he's been able to do in a game so very cool stuff uh so yeah awesome performance um you know definitely part of what makes the character you know really work is the voice acting performance so yeah very very cool stuff so uh 
let's uh i guess it's time to wrap it up um the last thing i want to bring up is i did a video last night i was like ah, i should play some games and i was yeah. like no nah, i'll just work on some stuff so I, I put together a video i was looking pouring through some of the new nexus mod stuff though there, another side point there was a new little patch that came out but um you know it, it was kind of tiny little patch so not a whole lot to talk about with that so if you're if you're looking to patch your game patch your game It'll make it run a little bit better, uh, but nothing big yet on the patch front. So anyway, I was looking through all the different mods and I noticed there are a ton. We talked a little bit about some of these fashion mods that have been coming out. There's a ton of fashion mods out there that include variations that are a little bit not safe for work. So I was like, all right, well, we'll do a video about fashion mods, including the ones not safe for work because that's what's available. So uh, I'm, that's up on the Robots Radio YouTube uh, there's a link in the show notes if where you just search Robots Radio YouTube, you'll find it. And um, there's some really cool stuff out there. There's uh, just a, a real quick overview. There, there are some massive mods that give you all sorts of variations to cybernetic legs and arms that you can do. And, and even some of the plasteel skin and that kind of stuff that you can wear. There's uh, some clothing mods that give you some updates to same like the you know boots that go above your knees or uh, some of the clothes that sh were shown off in the original E3 trailer are now back available because of one of the mods. There's also some clothes that are um, uh, that are light that light up. I guess that's the best way to say it. These really bright clothes, which I think make a lot of sense for this whole you know aesthetic that they're going for with this interesting kind of. I don't know, cyberpunk future. Why not have glowy clothing? And some of them are a little bit, you know, saucy. You know, they got a little, you know, string undies underneath glowing <laughs> skirts and things like that. Um, and then there's some other ones as well as, as you get further into it, including um, one that even replaces some of the clothing that the NPCs wear with a little bit more revealing outfits. If you think that that's something that people would be walking around in the city with. So there's a variety there. You should go check it out. Um, it's pretty easy to see. It's it's right at the top of the list if you look at the Robots Radio YouTube page. So I'll be doing some more of this stuff as some of these other mods come out. Some of them, I'm like that one, I could highlight a lot of the screenshots without having to install it in order to see what was available. But some of these like um, like the driving mod or there's another one. I Oh, there's, <laughs> there's one that adds Thomas the Train as a vehicle in the game that you can drive around oh, in. Oh, no. I've, oh no i've already downloaded that one then there's another one that i think takes that same model and replaces dexter deshaun's head with thomas the train which looks phenomenal Bad i think i'm gonna have internet. to install that also uh so i might have made some really wacky mod videos as well once i get those all you know working um and the more support we get for the mods the easier it will be to, to try some of these out because some of them you got to jump through some hoops in order to get them running in your game so i'm a little bit hesitant to do that because i don't want to have to like kill and uninstall everything and reinstall it all and hope it doesn't corrupt save files and all that kind of stuff so um but yeah that's what we got coming <laughs> all sorts of crazy mods oh, you know it you know uh, it you know when when they replaced uh mr x with thomas the tank in resident evil i was like okay that's pretty funny him in a speedo i get it it's funny come on guys thomas <laughs> the tank in cyberpunk <laughs> who did it why bad did, which of you did it we know it was one of you which one of you internet i know it was one of you internet johnnies did that come <laughs> on we don't need thomas the tank in cyberpunk do we uh yeah i, I guess someone we do. ask for this i guess we do you know what would be really cool uh, is they replace all the police cars with thomas the tank engine so when you when you see when you know it's a cop oh and then once they fix the whole like police okay. actually chase you you get chased by a bunch of thomas the tank engines and they all okay. go, and instead of Internet? like sirens, they all go, 
choo-choo, <laughs> choo-choo. Okay. And you're like, oh no, the cops are coming. I hear choo-choos. You know, you, uh, yeah, yeah, you had me, you had me at cop car. I'm, I'll, I'm good with this <laughs> is now. That, is let's, that better? Let's do that. Yeah. Random car <laughs> you can drive around in the game? No, thanks. Cop cars? Yes, please. No, thank you. Yeah. Cop cars? Yes, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Choo-choo. Oh, no, they found me. <laughs> Gotta keep moving. Um, all right. Well, that does it for this episode. Logan, uh, <laughs> do you have anything worth shouting out about? Anything cool going on? I did. I let a friend of or a fan of the show who's who's now a friend of Keelhall uh, take over my podcast this week. And we had uh, we had the, the battle pass system for Sea of Thieves just go live. And it's been great. It's been a lot of fun to have uh, just little little progress bars ticking up all the time. So uh, he took over the episode. He even edited it for me. We talked for two and a half hours on this episode. I don't know how it sounds yet because I, I have yet <laughs> to listen to it, but I'm going to be listening to it tonight and posting it tonight. So if you have any inkling on what seasons or battle passes are going to be like for Sea of Thieves and you want to hear some fans' opinions, uh, critical opinions of it, uh, keep an ear out for that um, and and just kind of hang out there. Otherwise, if you guys if, if you guys want Thomas the Tank in every game, I want to <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about this because. I, I I got I got questions like what was it like growing up? Did you did, did, were there thing who took the happiness <laughs> who hurt from you? your childhood? <laughs> who hurt you? Who hurt you? Because I want to apologize on their behalf. Look into my eyes right now. I'm sorry they took something from you that you want Thomas the Tank in your games. Um, I am sorry. I'm going to address these same people and I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your difficult upbringing. Can you please mod Thomas the Tank into Sea of Thieves so we can ride around in a Thomas the Tank boat? <laughs> because that would be amazing. That's what I want. Instead of ringing the bell, I want it to go choo choo oh choo choo. No. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. you don't. Yep. You yep. Don't. I want I want like a little steam to come out. I want, like I want the steam coming out to be able to tell me which way the wind is blowing. Don't you dare. Yes. Don't you dare. There's something sacred about Seathies. No Thomas the Tanks running around as pigs instead of pigs. I want, I want the cannons not... to look like little Thomas the Tank engines. And when you shoot them, their faces fly off as the cannonball. Oh, my God. That's what I want. Uh, you're going to have to stop talking because now you're turning me. <laughs> <laughs> if you make it ridiculous enough, this is what I just too. learned about you, Logan. If you make it ridiculous enough, then you, you're, you're on my side <laughs> with any of these things. If it's if it's good for the joke, if it's good for the joke, then I'm I'm in. But don't just put it in just to put it in. Like make it worthwhile. Like it's got to be a it's got to be something funny if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be okay with it. But yeah, you're kind of turning me on. Nope, no Thomas the Tank and Sea of Thieves. Get out of here, guys, with your craziness <laughs> and Thomas the Tanks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, thanks again for being on the show, and thank you everybody for listening. I have my regular thank stuff you. going on robotsradio.net, and my big thing is the Robots Radio Rocket Club. We have now five members of our radio, Robots Radio Rocket Club launching new podcasts, and I'm helping them do it. I'm helping them work on everything from what they need to know for recording to planning their show to strategizing their marketing so that each of these shows can launch with the best start they possibly can, which is very important because if you can start your podcast with a, you know, a good audience, then it's a lot easier to grow. 
than starting from nothing with very little experience. So if you're interested in doing that, if you'd like to start your own show and you don't know what you're doing, check out the uh, Rocket Club, robotsradio.net slash rocket dash club. And I'd be happy to bring you on. We only have one more slot in, in order to join this group. This is my initial group of six shows that I'm, I'm going to work together with. And we meet every day or not every day. <laughs> we meet every day. We meet every uh, Sunday uh, before this show before we do this show and I'm able to talk with each of them and give them more pointers and work with them on what they're doing. So it's a, uh, it's exciting stuff. Some really cool shows out there. Uh, you've probably heard the ads pop up, but uh, go check those out, but that's it for me, Logan. Thanks again, buddy. Thank you. All right, guys, until next time, stay safe in night city and uh, go, you know, go load up a new game and give Jackie a hug for us. He, he, uh, he misses you. All right. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. My name is Blue Crew 86 host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.